And we welcome you into the Wells Fargo Center, the home of the Philadelphia Soul. And this is the official Philadelphia Soul pregame show right here on Bob Long Sports with Bob Long and Rob Stott. And tonight it's the Tampa Bay Storm who come into town. They're 0-4 on the year, a team that has been oh so close, getting better and better each week. Just last week they beat, or they were very close to beating a Jacksonville Sharks team that Again, started the year very, very well. They came into this building, the Sharks did, and beat the Philadelphia Soul. And now they've started to fall off the track just a little bit, but it's been this team from Tampa Bay that's been so close, Rob. 33-27, that final score. They were held scoreless on their final drive, had a chance to win it. But instead, they come into this building looking for their first win, and it's against a really hot Philadelphia Soul team, winners of three straight. It is, and Bob, like you mentioned, this is a a Soul team that's on a roll right now, something that we sort of expected to see from the start of the year, Uh, you know, coming off of a a, a season in which they were considered among the favorites in the AFL, didn't quite get past the hump, that Jacksonville team that knocked them out, Uh, you know, uh, basically the conference championship game before the Arena Bowl last year, and, and this year... You know, things got off to a rocky start against Jacksonville, the home opener. They've turned things around since then, and, and tonight they host uh, this Tampa Bay Storm team that, uh, like we said already, is un- it's totally defeated to this point in the season. Um, it's, <laughs> winless, it's, uh, as it were. Winless, as it were, and, and you know, <laughs> sort of like the, those Lions uh, from a few years ago. But, um, you know, like you said, Bob, the, the, the Storm, though, are getting... Uh, they're getting there. They're they're just on the cusp. You know, they they had a one possession game basically uh, against Jacksonville last week, uh, but it, it's still a, their defense is getting there. It's the offense that really needs to start clicking. This is a storm team that has yet in the arena league, uh, you know, where arena football league where scores are expected to be up there. This is a team that has yet to crack thirty points on the season, partly due to the fact that you know that granted they have experience outside, which we'll get to I know uh, during this pregame show, but. Uh, it, rather, it's the lack of experience under center. I think that, that's really held them back, and um, you know, starting a potentially starting a rookie quarterback tonight, um, making his second start of the year possibly, uh, and, and then their only other, other option under center is a guy that is just entering his third league in the or third year in the league. So. Uh, just yet, haven't been able to get it clicking, but we'll, we'll see what happens tonight. And we'll get to the starting lineup for both teams in just a few minutes, but we'll run through the standings first in the American Conference, the four-team American Conference. It's the 6-0 and Orlando team that is really, really playing well right now, Rob. They beat Arizona, and they beat the Rattlers in a way that was pretty convincing, 77-59, to and that's 77 points that Orlando scored against Arizona is almost as much as the 95 points that Arizona had given up in all games prior to that point. So Orlando 6-0, and Philadelphia sits at 4-1 and in second in that conference, which is why this game is so important. It's a three-game home stretch starting with tonight against a team that's 0-4. Them and Portland are the only two winless teams that remain. Portland plays tonight as well. So it's Orlando at 6-0, Philadelphia 4-1. and After this game, Philadelphia will play Arizona next week on Saturday right here at the Wells Fargo Center, and they will end that home stretch with a 7.30 kickoff against Orlando on May the 21st. And so this game, very important for the Soul, just to stay within striking distance and to keep them one game back of the best team in the league right now. Yeah, in a, in a in a a league where you know there's there's so few teams uh, as it stands right now, you, you kind of want to uh, take advantage of, of the opportunities you have in front of you, where it's, it's very winnable games. 
uh, like the one we have here in front of us tonight with Portland, or I'm um, sorry, Tampa Bay. Uh, but you know, you got to keep pace with uh, your your conference, your division rivals, and and you know, you got to go, you can't look ahead. You know, the soul might be thinking this game. You're, you're seeing that zero in the win column for the Storm. They might be thinking ahead to next weekend. Um, you know, it is a short week for them. They only have a few days rest before their Saturday tilt against Arizona. So. They, they, but they got to stay focused. I mean, this is just as every game on this on this uh, slate is important. All all seventeen or eighteen of them. So they they gotta they gotta make sure that they don't lose sight of that um, and, and get the job done here tonight. Some of the keys to this game tonight is the Tampa Bay Storm. They come into town to play the Philadelphia Soul. You mentioned the quarterbacks, Rob, and it's very very interesting because listed in the Tampa Bay Storm media guide as their top guy is Adam Kennedy, a big, strong, physical quarterback, 6'5", 230. He's in his third year out of the league, and uh, it's his first year with this Storm team. He was anointed the starter to begin the year, but only last game did we see a change from that, and that was when Jonathan Bain, a rookie out of Dakota Wesleyan, he got his first start, went 21 for 38, not quite as efficient as you'd like, Rob, but zero interceptions, which is absolutely huge in this league. If there's one thing you can say about the NFL, it's that turnovers win and lose games. Rob, I would contend that turnovers are more important in arena football, and the fact that Bain as a rookie came in, listen, to go 17 incompletions and 38 attempts is not great, but the fact that none of them found the mitts of the opposition was really important, and he added three touchdowns to that. Yeah, you don't know if that, that's sort of, ina- I mean, it's clearly inaccurate. You don't know how inaccurate maybe the ball wasn't finding anyone, even putting it in a position where a defender could make a play but hey uh three you know in a like you mentioned in a league where turnovers are sort of taken to another level uh, i mean you you almost expect it in the afl to score or see some kind of score in every single possession so you want to kind of keep pace with that the your opposition and and turning the ball over <laughs> it, it, it'll it'll kill you in this league for as much as they may have new blood in the backfield at the quarterback position. It's been shoring up the wide receiver position and adding a veteran that's been the difference. Mike Washington came in a trade, and it enters he enters this his sixth season in arena football, a very seasoned veteran, averaging over 106 catches as well as 1,320 yards per season. He's a guy that came in, and the first time he showed up in a Storm uniform, 58-yard kick return for a touchdown and that was the start last game again seven of the 27 points so uh, the offense itself struggled beyond say that kick return but it's a guy like Mike Washington that can turn the game on its head and he comes in like we said a veteran to help this very young core with this Tampa Bay Storm team and we'll see what impact that has tonight it's going to be guys like Tracy Belton, Larico Stevenson, Dwayne Hollis that solid core in the secondary for the Philadelphia Soul that have done great things in the last three games, they're going to need to continue to step up because Washington is a challenge. Much of the likes that you see for a guy with the Philadelphia Soul, Darius Reynolds, they provide that same type of over-the-top threat, and they can stretch the field in so many ways. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing where you have young guys under center, um, you know, like, like Bain and like Kennedy, where you want that experience on the outside, someone that they can sort of just sling the ball out to and let them go to work. Um, and, and to an extent, they've done that. That's you know that's why they go out and add a, a guy like Mike Washington, um, you know, who had that highlight of the AFL highlight of the week last week. So um, you know, a, a big move for for Tampa Bay to get that guy in here uh, and, and just add more experience and, and more years to to that receiving core. So 
um, yeah, it's it's going to be a test, and uh, we'll we'll see how this Seoul defense, who hasn't you know they've held their own uh, this year, especially against the pass, how they hold up um, against some wily veterans here tonight. We'll go through the rest of the starting lineup. Vikian Lacey will also be a wide receiver for Tampa Bay. He enters his first season in a Storm uniform. He spent the 2015 season with the Portland Steel, Rob, but he's a guy that in the red zone, big target, and will provide a matchup issue uh, if they can put him into the right situations. Philip Barnett, he enters his second season with the Storm, and he started three of the 11 games that he was in uniform in 2015. He caught 34 passes for 339 yards and nine touchdowns. So, again, Rob, Barnett, Lacey, they're not top-of-the-table type guys. They're not guys that are your number one wide receiver, but they may be number two, they may be number three guys, and now they can slot into that role, and we'll see if Washington becoming that number one is the difference there. Offensive lineman Ben Osai, Anthony Parker. The center will be R.J. Bibbs. He's a three-year veteran in the AFL and began in 2013 with the Jacksonville Sharks. And then the fullback will be Isaiah Shelton. What's your key for the defense here for this Philadelphia Soul team? I mean, they have Teddy Jennings is the guy I'm going to key on right now. He's a guy that has three sacks already, part of eight for this whole Soul team. And this is a team in Tampa Bay that has struggled to maintain time in the backfield for the quarterback. I think Teddy Jennings is going to have a big day for the soul. Right. I, that's a, it's a good name to, to key on, especially considering how you know he's been able to get to the quarterback this year. Um, I'm, I'm going to look at the secondary, and it's two guys uh, you know, that, that we already talked about in, in um, Hollis and I, oh, Tracy man, Belton. Belton. Yes, Belton's sir. the other one. They, they are tied for second right now uh, in the AFL with four interceptions each. They're sort of, I don't know if it's a game they're playing with each other who can who can outrun who in terms of pickoffs? But um, you know, it, those are those are two guys you're going to trust to take take care of. Um, you know, the 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 veteran wide receiver core for the Storm here tonight. So I I look to them to step up and and sort of maintain you know the the Souls' presence as one of the better you know defensive units against the pass this year in in the uh, you know the AFL. So um, I yeah, that's going to be one to watch. I think some some really good battles all night up and down the field and. We'll see how that plays out. The other guy on the defense that I want to talk about for the Philadelphia Soul, he may be quiet at times because he's not big Teddy Jennings and he's not running back interceptions for touchdowns, but there's nothing quiet about the way he hits you. That's the jack linebacker Joe Gooseby, and he's going to be a big part of this game as well, having a monster season so far for the Soul and will make things tough on this Tampa Bay Storm team. We'll go through the defense of the Storm as well as they come to town looking for their first win of the season. James McClinton on the defensive line, a three-year veteran, made his first start for the Storm this year versus the Arizona Rattlers. David Washington is the nose guard. Everett Dawkins, a defensive lineman, enters his second season in a Storm uniform, and he actually led this team, Rob, with 10 tackles for loss in 2015, and that was 10th in the entire league. The MAC linebacker Jimmy Gordon, the Jack linebacker Rick J. Hill. Begins his second season with the Storm and was second on the team in tackles in 2015 with just under 70. And he's a guy, we, we talked about Gooseby just a minute ago. These Jack linebackers are big-time playmakers. And Rick J. Hill it might be the best playmaker on this defense. Yeah, you look for those guys in the middle to sort of really, I mean, it's similar to the NFL. You think of the linebackers in the league, you want them to be disruptors and you want them to, you want them to be able to get to the quarterback. Obviously a little bit different rules here in the AFL with what the Mac and, and Jacks can do. But uh, still, you know, it, at 
at their core, they they got to be disruptors. And these are guys, whether you know it's the short intermediate routes that receivers are running or uh, the rare handoff to running backs um, in this league, you, you kind of want them to, to sort of be able to do it all, guys, that, that can play a little coverage uh, and also get, get to that running back or, or if they have to, get to the quarterback and, and really disrupt the, the flow of the offense. And if I'm calling Rick J. Hill the biggest playmaker on the defense, there's a guy named Cameron McGlenn a defensive back that might have something to say about that. He's a veteran in this league who's been playing for five years. He has 37 career interceptions and has averaged seven over the past three seasons. He will be joined in the back or in the secondary by Cortez Stubbs, three-year vet, and James Harrell, who enters his fourth season with the Storm. It's actually local, a Florida kid that has stayed with the Storm for a very long period of time, especially for Arena Football League standards. And looks to anchor the back of that defense. On offense for the soul, it's the AFL reigning player of the year, Dan Radabaugh. He is the quarterback, and Rob, he's thrown for at least six touchdowns Whew. in each of the last three games, including eight in the two games preceding his last game. It's an unbelievable stat, and his last two home games really, really were something else. The 8-8, eight and eight respectively, went on the road to the kiss, won that game going away, and Radaball led the way with six interceptions. But it's a far cry from where we sat in this very building about a month ago when Radaball struggled through three interceptions in a bad loss, and a bad loss that's starting to look even worse against the Jacksonville Sharks, an 18-point uh, defeat there, but Radaball really playing some good football. Yeah, really turning it around and, and sort of living up to that title as a, the reigning AFL Player of the Year here. Um, you know, at, at this point in the season, I mean, he's he you know he's a little bald up there, but there is some red fur up there, a little fuzz, <laughs> and, and he's playing a little. You know, he's on fire, kind of like that hair that, that he's got up there. Um, and you know, it's it's what we it's what we like to see. It's what we expected to see uh, from a guy that that's been in the league as long as he has and who's performed at such a high level. Um, like he has. So it, it's good to see him turn it around and um, sort of really starting to, to get into a groove in this season and, uh, you know, putting the soul in a position where, you know, they, going into the year they were expected with adding a guy like Darius Reynolds and, um, you know, coming off of the season that they did have uh, despite it ending in a sort of disappointing fashion. I mean, they came into 2016 sort of expecting to be one of the elite teams um, in, in a in a league that did contract and, and being one of the few teams that did stick around and it sort of has been playing at a high level for the past few years. So, I mean, to, to be able to get to that next level, you needed him to come back and, and sort of do what he's doing now. And uh, it's obviously a, a great sign for the next few weeks here. And as we get closer to, to dare we say, the playoffs. You hear the ominous music beginning as they get ready to introduce the Philadelphia Soul. They will be dressed in their home gray uniforms. They will emerge from the gray helmet inflated in the one end zone with the royal blue stripe over the top. Rob, you mentioned Darius Reynolds. He has been huge in his return. He's lost. He spent time away from the team just for the one game where he had a CFL tryout. But in the time since he's come back, two games, double-digit receptions in each, over 100 receiving yards in each, and three touchdowns in each. You want to talk about Dan Radabaugh coming back to form? That's very much coincided with Darius Reynolds being that guy, that number one ride receiver that takes all the attention of the defense. And I think, because you're seeing big games out of Sean Kalanamoku as well, five touchdowns in that time frame, that's opening him up to maybe the second cornerback 
And I think for both these teams, having that number one receiver make some hay and open up the field for the other receivers is going to be huge. And Darius Reynolds is that guy for the soul. Yeah, I mean, that's why you, you go back to earlier this year when we spoke to Coach Dozell about adding a guy like Reynolds. I mean, that's that was his number one you know goal, top priority entering this past offseason was getting that wide receiver threat, someone that that's what he sort of felt this team was missing. And they go and add a guy like Reynolds in. When you look at the numbers, I mean, you know he missed a game, but still, ah, man. I mean, just the numbers don't lie, right? So he's got four games played to to five for most of the rest of the receiving core. Still leads the team by seven receptions. He's got 38 to Kalinamoku's 31. Still leading in receiving yards, 456 to Kalinamoku's 432. And also leads the team in touchdowns in in 12. I mean, and that's, that's, you know, one of those games he missed. You you add that one of those eight eight TD games that, Radable had, and God knows what you know. Um, Darius Reynolds is sitting here with today, entering week number six. So I mean, the guy's just been on a tear and is living up to, to sort of the expectations they were hoping. And, and I get, I would even go as far as to say exceeding them. Um, so it, it's just been a great sign for this team, and it, it's nice to see them have a weapon like that that they can turn to on a really consistent basis. Sean Kalanamoku, as we mentioned, the second wide receiver. Third guy is Ryan McDaniel, really, really underplayed guy in terms of the attention he gets, Rob. But Dan Radiball said to us a few weeks ago, he is the best route runner on the team, bar none, period. And Ryan McDaniel is a guy that is really a beneficiary of the crisp routes he runs. He's not an overly necessarily fast guy, but he does everything right on the field. And Dan Radiball also said, if you want to teach your kid to play football, have him watch Ryan McDaniel. He's a threat at the wide wide receiver position as well. Adam Smith, the tight end. Wayne Tribune, the center. And Neil Tivis is the guard. Now, the one receiver we did not mention for Tampa Bay, Rob, is T.T. Tolliver. He will be the first guy off the bench and that fourth wide receiver for Tampa Bay. We're going to have a feature on Tolliver before we get to this game in the final five minutes before kickoff at 8 o'clock p.m. But a little bit on Tolliver. It's his 14th year in the league. He's had three stints with NFL teams, and he has a lot of records and soon-to-be records, Rob. We'll save some of that, like we said, for for the preview, but a little bit of depth for this team as well from Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's the guy that uh, you mentioned, the NFL experience. He sat on some practice squads, probably didn't get to didn't get into games. I can't say probably he didn't. Uh, but it's that experience at a level like that where you get to see that con- kind of competition on a consistent basis. Whether you know, even though despite it's still just on a practice field, you're still seeing that and having to go up against NFL caliber defensive backs and and things like that. So it's it, it's that kind of experience and exposure to the next level. I think that's really benefited him um, in the sense that he's been able to stay in this league and, and perform at such a high level for a long time. That's putting him in a position to get close to and and really uh, on the cusp of obtaining some of those records. It's the Philadelphia Soul against the Tampa Bay Storm. Philadelphia 4-1 on the year. Tampa Bay 0-4. And And these are two American Conference teams about to go at it. Philadelphia Soul about to take the field, and we will take our break right now. We'll come back on the other side, take a run around the Arena Football League, and have our feature on T.T. Tolliver, one of the most unique wide receivers not just in arena football, but anywhere in football. This is Bob Long and Rob Stott on the official pregame show of the Philadelphia Soul, and we'll be right back. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. 
Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com, 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. lmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215 215- Three two eight two five seven eight. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Hey, Bob Long sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports and it'll come right up. And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports Network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports. Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. BobLongSports.com gives you not only the best radio broadcasts on the internet, but plenty of articles as well. Stay up to date on your Penn State football team. Stay up to date on college football, the MLB, the NFL, and every other major sport out there. Tune in to all the radio shows and be sure to check our website regularly to see what content we have up now. And when you hear that jingle... Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. You know you're in the right place. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com.
Welcome back to the Wells Fargo Center, the tail end of the national anthem being performed by the new Foundations Charter High School. A wonderful job as we're almost ready for football. Running through the league here, a big week of football across the AFL. Jacksonville, they headed to Cleveland, and it was Cleveland coming up with a 41-40 victory. A big win for them. Two teams that were looking to establish themselves in sort of the lower half of their respective divisions, and it was Cleveland advancing to 2-4. and four. Jacksonville fell from 2-3 and three to 2-4. and four. Then on Saturday, it was the Orlando Predators coming up with a huge victory against the Arizona Rattlers, 77-59, as we mentioned. The other game is right after this one, 10 o'clock on the West Coast, L.A., the kiss against the Portland Steel. Portland still looking to get their first victory of the season, and that's our run around the AFL. And, Rob, this is, uh, we mentioned this game, very, very important for the soul to maintain pace with the Orlando Predators who won that game against the Arizona Rattlers that we mentioned. One key that I don't think we mentioned is that the Philadelphia Soul offensive line, it's the best offensive line in the league, Rob. They still have yet to allow a sack. And on the other side, Tampa Bay Storm. I mean, we mentioned Teddy Jennings with three sacks himself, eight for the team. Tampa Bay has yet to record a sack on the defensive end. So I think that's a mismatch that's going to give Radaball a lot of time to pick apart this defense with the wide receivers, Kalina Moku, Reynolds, and then McDaniel. Yeah, and it's this is a guy, Radaball, who likes to get the ball out early as it is and um, you know has his way, or as the season's progresses, more so had his way uh, picking apart opposing secondary. So uh, the more time you can give him, the better, obviously, to, to be able to analyze what's in front of him. So uh, I, I look for him. You know, maybe that six TD streak, I, I, I think that easily stays alive tonight. So we'll, we'll just see how many you can get over that. And, um, you know, I don't want to call it a cakewalk, Bob, but, you know, this is, this is one of those games, it, it, it's, it, it should go in their favor. There's, there's so many, you look at the numbers down, down the line, and, um, I mean, they all seem to sit in favor of the soul. So uh, we can't write up the score as it is, but, you know, it, it shouldn't be too difficult for the soul here tonight. Uh, well, whether they should win or they shouldn't win, the next two games against Arizona at home and then against Orlando at home, they don't mean nearly as much if they don't take care of business here tonight. That's exactly what they have to do. That's what the crowd is ready to see. And we're about six minutes from kickoff. It's time for the Elmark Signs and Graphics player feature. And that feature, this is the first time we haven't done it on a Philadelphia Soul player, and that's for what we think is a good reason. This is one of the more unique guys you'll see, not just in the AFL, not just at the wide receiver position, but in all of football. That's T.T. Tolliver. He started with stints on three NFL practice squads, the Rams in the late 90s, the 49ers, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2002. That, as you may remember, Rob, is when the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. Unfortunately for Tolliver, unable to garner a Super Bowl ring, but did spend time on the practice squad, didn't spend the requisite 10 games but a guy that has that NFL experience knows the speed of that game and has brought that over the span of 13 going into his 14th year here in the AFL this is his third stint Rob with the Tampa Bay Storm just a few backs years back told the coach and the general manager I don't want to be part of this team anymore was traded and now has come back just two two or three years later and uh, maybe playing out his final few games or final few seasons at the very least in the AFL Tolliver had a very interesting background fought prior to football and prior to the collegiate level as well. Originally committed to Clemson in 1996, 
but then he elected to go to the JUCO route, and he att attended Hins Community College. In 1997-1998, he was the JUCO quarterback of the year, and so at that point, Rob, what a lot of these players from JUCO will do, they will move on to either D1, D1 AA, which is now FCS, or even a D2, D3. He elected to go to Bethune-Cookman. However, Rob, he decided not to play football. <laughs> he played basketball as he played both at the JUCO level. Averaged about seven points a game during his two years at Bethune-Cookman. Never played football. You leave college. What do you do? You go right back to football and you go play in the NFL. So uh, it really, this guy, I think, and I hope we get to see a lot of him tonight, one of the more interesting guys I've ever researched, I've ever seen at the AFL level. Yeah, it's just a guy that seems like an all-around, when you think about it, athlete. I mean, he, he can go in and played, played football and basketball for a majority of his younger life. I mean, had basically what it looks like options at either uh, to do either, you know, sort of trying to figure out what he wanted to do um, as an athlete and, and sort of bounced around that decision, obviously. Did, did a little bit of here, a little bit of there, a little football, a little basketball, a little juco, a little, you know, D1 AA, uh, you know, going over to Bethune. Uh, and then, you know, even in his his professional career, bouncing around a little bit on practice squads here and there and uh, gets to the AFL, establishes himself nicely as a 13-year career, but also bounces around in the AFL trying to figure out what he wants to do, what team he wants to be with, what city he wants to call home. Uh, and, but still, you know, is a professional, continued to do his thing and, and has really established himself nicely and, and set himself up here. Um, you say last few snaps, looking at this list of records, though, I mean, he's getting really close to a lot of these uh, what, that we'll run through. And yes, I think yeah. it, it, it could be enticing enough if he doesn't hit some. Um, you, you know, what? That he, he Put the cleats on for one more year, Rob? Why not, you know? Let's give it a run around. So Get, what type of record is he, is he coming up on? Because I found these to be very interesting as well. There, there's some awesome ones. So one of the, I mean, he only needs one. This might happen tonight. I don't, I don't know. You know, this like we mentioned before. Uh, sort of at the top of the show, the, the Storm had been struggling to score, but he only needs one receiving touchdown. Uh, that'll give him 283 to rank in number four in league history. Uh, pretty significant record, you know, top five, I, I would say. That, that kind of puts you And more to in, come. And more to come, for sure. And that, that kind of puts you in, in a range where, you know, you're, you're among the all-time at a certain position. Uh, you know, top five of anything, really. Uh, but in terms of what he can take over um, and, and sort of run the table with, is total receptions for a career. So he's 57 short. Um, the, the record as it stands right now is 1164. He needs 57 to get 1165 uh, receptions in, in AFL history, and that'll give him the, the crown, if you will. It'll put him as first overall in, in total receptions for a career. But also what that'll do, that'll not even just in the AFL. If you're looking at professional football as a, in, in general, just so that's NFL, AFL, CFL, all those different leagues. That would put him third in professional football history behind a guy, you know. We may you, know him. You, you might know him. Uh, the name the name kind of stands out. It's one of those grains that, that uh, <laughs> you tend to eat a, li a little bit with uh, some of that good Chinese food that comes in. You know, Jerry Rice uh, is up there. He's obviously, you know, the leader in terms of total receptions for career, some 1,500 receptions. Um, but and, and then right behind him, a guy that played locally, uh, and, and got shipped off to Minnesota after some troubles. Chris Carter is, is number two professionally. Uh, so that, that would put T.T. Tolliver number three in some pretty good company, if I do say so myself. So that, that's that's something to, to keep an eye on. Something he, you know, he's got some time this year. Uh, I don't know necessarily if he's on pace to hit that mark right now. Um, but 
it, it would be really cool to see him do that. So what else does he need? Some other all-time career records. At least from the Storm perspective, he's tied for fifth right now in receiving touchdowns. Um, he's going to need to get three to, to move up to that mark of 93. He has 90 now. Five receptions to get to 392 total. That would be third in the Storm history. And uh, and that's T.T. Tolliver, our Elmark Signs and Graphics player feature. Next up, Tampa Bay Storm against the Philadelphia Soul. Thanks for joining us here on the pregame show with Rob Stott. I'm Bob Long. We'll now send you to our colleagues at 97.5 The Fanatic. That's 975 The Fanatic on your radio dial here in Philadelphia or on the TuneIn app. Tune into them for every single game, every single home game on play by play, and us for every pregame show. We'll be back next Saturday at 6 o'clock for a 6.30 kick against the Arizona Rattlers. We'll see you then.